John U. Bacon. I think that could be the title of a book about this week, one hell of a week in football. New York Times bestselling author. He knows everything about Michigan. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? Doing very well, Big Bill. How about yourself? Good. It's kind of quiet on the Michigan front right now. I know Chris Ballas reported this morning that more player interviews with the NCAA. Nice of them to do that on a holiday week with their biggest game of the year. But uh, we all know that this investigation is moving faster than anything in NCAA history. Which still makes it very slow, but nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. Well, what I do you mind, Bill? I, I was around for the 14 months uh, to investigate Rich Rodriguez and his team for the 15 minutes of extra stretching per week. Mm. So I've seen the NCA at its best, and that cost a million bucks. So uh, nonetheless, I think you are right. This time they are have it on the NCAA fast track, at least, which is uh, we'll see how fast that is. Well, what do you uh, let's roll it back to when we first got wind of Connor Stallions through everything we've heard, the back and forth, the public support, the Michigan versus everybody, uh, Harbaugh and the team galvanized with Santa Ono and Board of Regents and Ward Manuel. We're going to take on the Big Ten NCAA. And then out of nowhere, the Partridge story hits. He's fired. Things change course now. The Athletic reporting yesterday, and if you look at three open jobs, Raiders, Chargers, and Bears, it may never be more attractive, and Harbaugh off his third straight big year, even with the off-the-field issues, the NFL will be more attractive than ever before to him. I think that's all true. Um, the at, With the Raiders, of course, the Raiders have always liked Harbaugh since he was their quarterback coach 23 years ago or so, with the great Al Davis, of course, who founded the team. Al Davis loves Jim, and now, of course, Al Davis' son runs the operation. So he'll be a shortlist candidate there, I'm sure. Of course, the Bears, there's always the history there, and that one's already been rumored. Um, so the Chargers, of course, I wanted to say San Diego Chargers, and the Harbaugh has got a place in San Diego where they lived for a while, naturally, when Jim was coaching the University of San Diego. Um, they're in L.A. now, of course. Uh, that still would have some appeal there as well. Uh, I still think it boils down to what Michigan does and to some degree what the NCAA does. I think it has more to do with what, what Michigan does than the NCAA. So we'll see. Yeah, and, and what they do, because the, the Partridge story came fast with allegations of uh, evidence or players or player, uh, you know, giving up Partridge or whatever, that, you know, Harbaugh, in the way Michigan went about face on the suspension, that there's a side of me wondering if Harbaugh will even coach another game with this team. There, there really is that thought here on how quick this story shifted back the other way. Uh, it did shift very quickly. Uh, the Connor Stallions aspect, of course, he's obviously a over, <coughs> an overzealous, low-ranking staffer. Uh, any guy who writes a 550-page manifesto bill about how you're going to turn around Michigan football is a guy who's probably over-eager and someone you should probably watch more carefully. Uh, but it was largely staying with him until last week when, as you say, they uh, fired Chris Partridge on Friday. Um, Connor Stallings doesn't surprise me that much. Chris Partridge did. He's someone I got to know and know pretty well. I have a great deal of respect for him, and that surprises me. To be clear, they fired him for obstructing the investigation, for telling the players basically not to cooperate, not for, um, I believe, as I understand it, not for destroying evidence. So the evidence in question would be the players' uh, testimonies that he's trying to restrain, I guess. So 
none of it's a good look. Obviously, I'm not trying to spin that, but just to be clear about that, um, none of it still has gotten to Harbaugh in terms of what the Big Ten and the NCAA have reported that no evidence links him to it. Uh, about the new captain of the ship rule, Bill, rule 11.1.1.1. Hope you're following me here in the deep weeds, uh, which only passed in January of this year. So it's a new rule that has not been tested. But it basically states whether the head coach knew or not know, uh, he, show, he still shall be held responsible and accountable for whatever his staffers do, which makes sense. Uh, but that's going to, therefore, uh, attach to Jim as well, no matter what Connor Stallion's, you know, no matter who he told or whatever else. So that's going to still stick to Jim to some degree. So there's this crazy, annoying scandal, to say the least. Well, and you have to remember, if, if we divide this up into, uh, it's almost like, you know, chapters in a John U. Bacon, New York Times bestselling book, that there's the Connor Stallions. Right. And then, hold on, there is the CMU. We still don't know who that guy was on the sidelines at Michigan State. That's another chapter. And then it gets... Michigan versus everybody, and the Big Ten levies the three-game suspension. Then it flips back to we're going to accept the suspension, and Partridge uh, is let go. And if you look at it, if you compartmentalize where Harbaugh and the, the Central Michigan stuff, no, nothing's connected to Harbaugh. Connor Stallions, no knowledge of it, but he was on his staff. And Partridge was on his staff, so technically he hasn't been – penalized for anything that Partridge has done as of yet, right? That is correct. Um, and you also point out correctly that, what, 10 days ago or so, when Michigan came out with that um, flaming legal letter, 10 pages, but it was very readable, very well written, I thought. Uh, not a bunch of legalese. Either they tore the Big Ten apart, point by point by point, explaining why there should be a temporary restraining order. Um, and I thought it was a very strong, full-throated um, argument there and that I know definitely inspired the Michigan faithful who finally saw a president and the athletic director Ward Manuel who signed it uh, defending their coach which the previous president never would have done I don't think and yet like you said at Thursday night all of a sudden after they're champing the bit for the day at the court they all of a sudden say just kidding never mind and, uh, and they, they try to paint that as a win-win but I don't know how you can spin that bill because when the Big Ten wants to give your head coach uh, a three-game suspension, and of course Michigan won zero, but they already had one at that point, and they compromised by taking all three. That's not much of a compromise. So they did get the Big Ten to stop the investigation, so now that distraction at least is over. But as you point out, as Ballas has, pointed, as, has reported, if the NCAA is still interviewing players today, uh, the week before your biggest game, there's no way that's not a distraction. And I saw that again back in 20, 2009, what a distraction the stretch gate uh, investigation was the entire season. It was just uh, a never-ending saga, and it does infect your locker room. So you can certainly say Michigan brought this on to themselves, and, and perhaps they did, um, but it's still going to be – Michigan's going to pay a price for that, and they might also pay a price for not having Harbaugh on the sidelines this weekend. Sharon Moore's done a great job. He's obviously got the respect and affection of the players to a remarkable degree. I guess it's a pretty obvious choice to uh, take that interim role. Um, the temporary role, but uh, but J.J. McCarthy has not been the same under Sharon Moore. Perhaps the security blanket of having a an NFL and Michigan quarterback for those games is, uh, is something that J.J. will miss this Saturday. We'll find out. I agree. And the team, the slow starts both games. And again, you don't have your coach. It's kind of like you got a substitute teacher. Nothing against Moore. I'm not. I'm not downplaying exactly anybody. Right. But it, it's just you're the number two team in America. 
you're a team right now that's right there as a favorite uh, to win it all, and J.J. just hasn't had that swagger end of the Penn State game he did when he was running off the field. But, you know, Harbaugh's still with him, though. They're, they're, it's not like he's not. He's there all week except right up until game time, and he's traveling with these guys. The the Big Ten suspension rules, I, I hope if I ever get suspended, I want those rules where I can do everything <laughs> except – you know, show up uh, at the stadium. I am trying to reach Harbaugh to do a watch party with me Saturday. I think that would be the biggest thing ever. Uh, you got that one, Bill. It would be. I think your odds are about as good as my odds. But anyway, uh, but why not ask? Why not ask? So, hey, get 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 you yeah. know Ford Field's taken up. What's the biggest venue I could find where you could throw it up on the screen? I know that will never happen. Well, what's going to happen in this game? Uh, so the Harbaugh lack. Let's talk about. If Harbaugh was there versus Harbaugh not being there, the impact you see on the Michigan sidelines on Saturday and how it relates to what you think the final outcome will be. I think it's worth at least a few points. I'm not sure if Harbaugh's absence is worth a touchdown, but it's worth three or four. And you see the line and Vegas go from nine points to six points to three points. And that's partly based, of course, on the results against Maryland and whatnot. If you'd asked me 10 days ago before the Penn State game, Bill, I would have said, heck, Michigan is, you know, a, a great team, maybe even a really great team, and Ohio State is, you know, merely very good. Uh, I would have, I would have taken that nine points and thought Michigan would take the uh, the over of that, um, would beat the spread. Um, but now it seems like a toss up, basically, which essentially a three point uh, swing at Vegas basically is a toss up uh, when you're playing at home. So I would say that uh, that JJ, it, it's still all on him. Uh, if he is sharp and he's the sharp the way he was against Ohio State last year and then where he's been most of the season this year, then I think Michigan's got the slightly better team and certainly home field advantage has got to count for something. Uh, but he's a little dinged up. The right knee is a little issue, I think. And, uh, and you saw Michigan look, you know, human against uh, a good but not great Maryland team. Um, and right now, Ohio State, they weren't playing that great, you know, a month and a half ago, but they're playing their best football right now. So, I think you're back to what you usually get in this game, and that's a toss-up. Having said that, I would not have bet on Michigan last year at this time after they had needed four field goals from Jake Moody to squeeze out a victory versus Illinois 19-17 to at home. Uh, that was a pretty weak performance, obviously. And yet, what happened? They blew out Ohio State at Ohio State. So I'm going back to my, my standby, Bill. Nobody knows anything, but, man, what a week. Yeah, what a week. And with the win, Michigan will take on the high-powered Hawkeye offense and Kirk Ferentz. In the Big Ten Championship game, and then uh, they should be overall number one in the college football playoff rankings if they beat Ohio State on Saturday. Georgia might have the chance to jump back up there if they beat Alabama uh, in the SEC title game. Uh, but the drama off the field has been there all season long, starting with the Harbaugh suspension. It's never gone away, and here we are, uh, the game on Saturday noon at the Big House, College Game Day will be there. I think Fox's big game crew, it's going to be an epic event uh, before, during, and after the game, especially with a Michigan win. John U. Bacon, New York Times bestselling author, wherever you buy your books, just search John U. Bacon. There's not a bad book in the bunch. God bless you, Bill. Thank you very much. I owe you for that one, Lord knows. And I agree with you that the ratings this weekend are going to be sky high. It would be anyway, you know, top four teams, undefeated and so on, all the chips on the table. Then you throw in all the drama on top of that. Man, this is going to be the highest rated game, I think, of the regular season. 
John, you enjoy the game. We'll talk soon. Uh, enjoy Thanksgiving also with the family. You got it, Bill. I'm sure we're talking. This thing's not going away. I'm sure we'll be talking to you next week or whatever. So yeah, take sounds, care, buddy. 